Welcome to the Top Gear Magazine podcast, a peek behind the curtain of what it's really like to drive other people's cars for a living. These are the stories behind the stories. Hello and welcome to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. We're running a pretty lean operation today in the in the studio. I'm Jack Ricks and joined only by Ollie Marriage. Good morning, Jack. Yes, good morning. This is quite dynamic. We're just, just we're lean. You know, we're nimble. We can just change topics on a sixpence. <laughs> you know, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Not that lumbering four-man beast that we normally have with the podcast. Um, so, yes, yeah, so today we're going to be discussing... Um, the cover story on the new issue, mm. issue 380. So yeah. if you're uh, listening to this like a, a dutiful and loyal listener, it will be the moment it goes live, which is the same day that this issue goes on sale. And it is the story of Ferrari's XX brand. It is, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, you can't say we're not, you know, men of the people, you know, it's useful consumer <laughs> Starting advice. Starting at one and a half million <laughs> euros or so. They are not cheap, but <laughs> but there's a real mystique around this whole XX brand, what it means, why they did it. They kind of mm. led the way and a lot of other manufacturers have, have sort of followed mm. suit. Um, and so the idea was to, to, to use the SF90XX, we'll talk about that in detail yeah. in a minute, um, but uh, as a launch pad. But then get under the skin of the XX brand and go right back to the roots and mm. um, and discover everything and actually send you, you lucky so-and-so, <laughs> out to Fiorano yeah. again to, to tell the full story. So why don't mm. we, where do you want to start? Well, um, let's start with, it, with, with what it is. Yeah. Let's start with what XX is. Um, I can tell you where the name came from, actually. So... The Enzo, which because Ferrari did the F40, F50, and then the Enzo. So every sort of 10 years, they did their big sort of celebratory car. Um, and when the Enzo came along, instead of calling it the F6, they called it the Enzo. But its code name in development was FX. And when they then set on doing um, a faster version of it, this track-only car, this sort of turning a road car into a race car that isn't actually a race car, it's just a track day car, they could. They thought, well, well, for the code name for that, we'll just bolt another X on the end. So it became the FXX. And then they thought they'd just use the XX emblem as the sort of definition of the whole shebang, really, the whole thing that followed on from it. So what, what, what do you think came first? Was it the idea, let's do a track-only version of the Enzo, let's take it to the extreme? Or was it the idea that we want to create this kind of sub-brand of the most extreme... Mm. I suspect, I mean, Ferrari are really good at playing them with the mystique and not giving much away. I suspect they thought, let's do the FXX as a car to start with, and then very quickly realised that, okay, then we can make turn it into an event, so we can make it super exclusive, we can give you matching race suits and boots and helmets and all the rest of it, and tie everything together in a big thing. Yeah, because so, yeah. what always fascinated me about the XX brand was, you know, these cars are stratospheric price tags or mm. well, perhaps not when you when you look back at the the fxx compared to today's prices but big money big money yeah. we, we on the on the cover of the mag we call it ferrari's vip members club mm. it's that very exclusive circle of clients yeah because you're not just buying a track only ferrari to take home stick in your garage and take to your local mm. track day it's about being part of this club that it's access to exclusive track days that mm. Ferrari puts on. Yeah. Uh, obviously. But e 
but the, but the whole story was using feedback from the customers and these cars to make the next generation it was better. it was um, whether they so they're basically sort of saying if you are if you own one of these cars you become a ferrari development driver yes i suspect there's a good bit of um sort of obfuscation <laughs> and detail in that i suspect that what it Massaging is quite some useful egos, for yeah some yeah, very yeah rich egos but what i suspect it is useful for is if you've got your your owners driving these cars if the people who have been doing all the development on your cars are racing drivers, you've got people like Rafa de Simeone and stuff developing these cars, making them fantastic. I suspect it's quite useful to have some data from, for Ferrari to have some data from drivers who aren't professional racing drivers to see how they drive the cars and make sure that these cars aren't super intimidating yeah. for people. And maybe that is why we know, all Ferraris we know have this really bright, sharp, aggressive steering, and yet they feel quite planted and settled at the same time they're very quite they're very cleverly engineered interesting yeah so yeah some feedback from um from real world customers who are a bit squidgy around the love handles don't have the yeah, reactions exactly. of a cat <laughs> <laughs> and probably had a couple of glasses of vino with like you know just yeah. you know they're not enjoyed life enjoyed a bit more than your average life. racing driver living That's on granola lovely. and then somewhere between that and Rafa's ideal setup around mm. Fiorano is, mm. is is a car is a that, sweet spot it's a sweet spot that will sell <laughs> big numbers so yeah so the fxx that mm. was the um uh, that the, was the first that was the first that like, was 2005 but back then it was still big money it was a million and a half euros when a veyron which came out the same time roughly was a million euros so this was a massive price tag for a car that was not road legal yeah and it followed the regular template or i suppose back then it was it a regular i mean it was the regular template for making your car go faster which was lose weight add power add aero yeah and give it all a bit more of a lockdown feel i just think it is so i got to go so the the background of this story is i went out to fiorano and went and saw all these cars because ferrari has a special building they have built um, within the sort of constraints of Fiorano racetrack called the ASGT building where they house all these cars. Um, because you, I mean, there was always this thing, wasn't there, with Ferrari, that you, if you had an XX car, you couldn't take it home. That was rubbish. You could take it home. It's just a lot of people decided that the easiest thing was to have Ferrari ship it to whatever event they were going to do next and let Ferrari take the, take the stress of it. But they keep the, all the cars that they have at Ferrari are now kept in this building called the ASGT building and there was I think there was 13 or 15 of them in when we were out there filming and shooting XX cars or FXX XX cars okay. so XX cars they had I think there was two or three FXXs about half a dozen 599XXs and about the same number of FXXKs well there we go so, that's an interesting stat because they built around th- just over 30 FXX mm. and FXX Evos yep. which was the they Took the arrow to another level. Yeah, yeah. A bit more power. So you said there were five in that shed. That means there's 28, which is sort of <laughs> yes. adorning, yeah, yeah. adorning yeah. billionaires' garages around exactly. the world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've got. I mean, it's. I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? But they started. They they really went for it in quite a large way to start with. So 2005, the FXX came out. I think it was only about a year later, maybe a bit more, that the FXX. Um, Evo came out, yep. the Pachetto Evoluzione, um, I think they call it. Um, <laughs> they came out about a year later, and then like 2010, was it? They did the 599XX, which meant you could have 
your XX in a different flavor. You could have rear engine, you could have mid engined or front engined. Mm-hmm. And then the XX, the 5.9 XX Evo came along not soon yep. after that. So they they really pack it packed it all in, um, and then the FXXK came out in 2014. Yeah, FXXK being the 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 rudest mm. and possibly greatest car name ever. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. write it down and have a look at it on a piece of paper if you're not sure. <laughs> um, based on the LaFerrari, mm. um, and that was really special. I, I remember mm. we. Um, uh, Chris had to go in one. For, yeah, he did for for the Top Gear yeah, Telly yeah. show, and we we did a feature mm. in the mag as well, and that was. I remember that being quite a special moment because, you know, getting behind the ropes Mm. of this XX kind of community and saying, okay, we'll let you have a go when they don't need to. You know, they're they're sold out. Um, That was quite a coup, actually, to get behind the It's the only time we've ever driven one of the XX cars officially or unofficially, I think. <laughs> I don't think, we, don't think we've been lucky enough to be invited to do it, to drive no, any of them no, it's otherwise. Not, yeah, it, there's not an international and then a UK launch of, <laughs> yes. of Ferrari XX cars. <laughs> and then just to complete the circle, because I'm sure we're going mm. to loop back and add mm. more detail on all these cars as we go along. Something a bit different happened recently, um, mm. and that's the 499P Modificata, yeah. which they are... They're, they're, they're branding under their XX umbrella. Is that right? Well, not really. They've sort of pushed XX to the side a bit now, which okay. will come on to the reasons why mm. they might have done that in due course. But yeah, it's the same sort of, it'll, it'll be the same clientele, the same sort of stratify. They just haven't put XX branding uh, next to it. Okay, so this is this is the fact that you can buy a track-only it's essentially, Proven Le Mans winner. Yeah, it's Ferrari's <laughs> Le Mans winning hypercar, yeah. and you can buy one. With more power, I think they've turned up the wicker. They, well, they, what they've what they've done is for the Le Mans car, your hybrid system, the electrics are only allowed to work. I think it's over 190 kilometers an hour, mm-hmm. but on the road, on the public, the publicly oh, available them on car, the time. they're on all the time. So you've basically got, I think it's another wow. 160 horsepower of electric available lower down. So there we go. For five million quid, you can rock up. Mm. You know, your, your friendly local track day in a Le Mans winning hypercar. <laughs> I mean, you better bring your A game. Yeah, that is, exactly. That is not... <laughs> there we go. The rarity of these. You've only had these, you know, if you discount the Evo evolutions of, of the models, mm. you know, one, two, three, three XX cars. Yeah. In, in history, yeah, um, it's it's a pretty exclusive club, and mm. and they're, yeah, as as you said, sort of thirty odd FXXs. Um, well, this is them? it. So they, the the number the numbers are really interesting. So Ferrari originally said, I think, that the FXX they were only going to build twenty nine of. Then they built a thirtieth. It was all it was an all black car. It appeared on Top Gear because it was the car that Michael Schumacher. It was Michael Schumacher's own car that he drove around the Top Gear. Test track and revealed himself and to revealed be the Stig. One of the most <laughs> brilliant and memorable moments ever yeah, on yeah. Top Gear TV mm. um, when he un- unclothed himself to reveal he was the Stig. Did he? Yeah. Did Schumacher have a big part in developing the FXX? Then I I don't know. Again, I I doubt he had a, a massive role, but I they'd have certainly had, had him in, in the it. car. Yeah, he'd have come in and he'd have probably given them some notes at the end of it, wouldn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um sort of center center and center and NSX territory. You know, yeah. where it, it's a car mm. that's 
um, intrinsically linked with Schumacher, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that when they so they built say thirty FXXs, mm. um, and then they did the FXX Evo. But the the rumor is that they didn't actually build very many more that were just the FXX Evo. What happened mostly is that the existing FXXs got upgraded. Mm-hmm. To, with the Evo specification, which wasn't a huge amount more. It was just a bit more. There was a bit more downforce. I think that went up from yeah. 340 kilos at 124 miles an hour to 425, but a bit more power and stuff as well. I have um, to say, the but, 599XX looks superb. That wing, does, the it? wing on the back of it, the proportions mm. of the long bonnet and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, the, that's the one. Do you know, I really like the first, so that's that's the FXX, the 599XX Evo that has okay. the big rear, 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 rear wing on the back. The first one didn't. It had what I think was even cooler. It had these little winglets on the side, yeah. um, which just looked fantastic. But they didn't, obviously didn't get nearly so much downforce. The, X, the Evo also got side exit exhausts. So side exit exhaust in a massive rear wing better yeah yeah <laughs> so that's that a rule that's... and it was quite a bit quicker yeah um oh wow it was quite a, quite a thing but they didn't give it much more power i expect it just had a bit more power because the side exit exhaust gave it freer flowing stuff and allowed them to do more with the diffuser at the back okay um, so what did you get to do so you, you um obviously went to fiorano i mean mm. we should say you know even getting access to fiorano and access to these kind of hallowed yeah. halls where they keep these special cars it, it's 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 not the work of a moment is it no no, no. i mean you you did most of the negotiation <laughs> on this it takes quite a while and quite a bit of persuasion to get to do it but you when you've got it you and we we rolled up at the gates of fiorano and there's a couple of things we're getting into Fiorano. One, you're only allowed to drive a car into Fiorano if it's part of the Stellantis group. So if you rock up in a BMW, you're not coming in. You have to then they have to carry all your kit in. So luckily we were we weren't a Stellantis product so we could I turned, drive I in. I remember I turned up once in a um it was an Urus. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's not going to go we down pick, well. We were picking up what were we picking up was it an SF90 for for mm. performance car of the year. Mm. Yeah, and they told me to park it. They let me through the initial gates, yeah. not through the proper gates, mm. and then I had to park it behind a bush near reception. <laughs> they genuinely there was loads of spaces everywhere and they're like, "No, over in that corner, around the corner." Yeah. And don't do that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. We had similar. We turned up in a Peugeot uh, like a three double oh eight or something. So anyway, we but you got in, we got we got cleared by security, and then you go you turn basically turn sharp left and go along to the ASGT building. And it's got I mean it's reasonably quiet because it was just it was a few weeks back before Christmas. Um and you walk and you walk in and it's got the, the ASGT building is right along the main straight at Fiorana. So it, though all the windows from of the XX building look out over the main straight. You walk in and instantly captivating your attention. There was just three 296 GT3 race cars just built, ready to go out to their customer teams, bought bare carbon, filled with the boxes of the spares and everything. They just looked sensational. Yeah, they looked look good, so they? stealthy. They, they only and cool. just revealed that just before Christmas, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So that's brand new. It looks really cool. Mm. So you come in, you've got the little entrance hall, and then there's these, these three 296s, and you're just like pointing and <laughs> gubbering at them slightly. <laughs> you walk around the corner, and then they've got floor to ceiling um, all the racing trophies, all their endurance racing trophies, um, are lined up on the walls, and it's just, you look at looking, you're just picking out races and stuff, yeah. including this year's Le Mans hardware. So they've got all that, and they've got then there's a, opposite that there's a spiral staircase goes up to the first floor, 
and they've got the the major Le Mans trophy, the one that has every winner since 1923 written on it. Is there, it's just there in the sort of atrium of I the, they've got to of give the that spiral back staircase this summer? Do they? That's the one I have yeah. to go. I have yeah. to go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they've got, and then beyond that is all the XX cars. And we were just, are, you, are you being heavily? Are you being chaperoned by well, four burly? Italian bouncers not not <laughs> hugely there was a bit of that going on because they said to us that they start the day because we were going to be in there all day filming and shooting they said oh if you need the toilet it's up on the first floor you have to go up the spiral staircase to the to the loose went up the spiral mm-hmm. staircase the top the second floor first floor is all their f1 cars it's Whoa. just wall-to-wall F1 cars from everything from the, like the 1980s to mm-hmm. today one example of each of them and you just go Oh my God, this is even better than downstairs. Um, so you're standing up there just looking at this sea of scarlet yeah. and just thinking, this is amazing, and just picking out things. And when we were stood up there, obviously it had been quickly figured out that we hadn't just gone up there to go, go to the bathroom. <laughs> and someone came up and said, no, you cannot, you can't hang around here. You've got to bathroom back down. After dragging our feet been like the, school kids. Been to the bog for the eighth time in, in 20 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <then> I, um... <laughs> Having slight leakage issues. <laughs> wow. So we did, so that was upstairs, but we were focusing, or mm. being told to focus more on downstairs. And they, to be fair, those XX cars, they, they really do have a draw about them. And especially it helps that they've covered in wings and liveries and names. And they, every time you do an XX track day, or event, you get a windscreen sticker mm-hmm. that you just stick on. Mm-hmm. And it and they look fantastic. So you can see which cars have been used most. Yeah. And funnily enough, it was the, the 599s that seemed to be being driven more than any of the others. Mm. They sort of seem to be have consistently been popular to, to use and drive. And they, is there a sort of is there a used market? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you can can you sell it on and then that person Keeps the privileges of the, of the I original owner. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure because Ferrari just won't give you much information mm. about that. Maybe sector. you have to they, sell the car back to Ferrari if you if you want. I suspect that's yeah, it, and they yeah. can then sell it on. Mm. I mean, if you, so, if you think there has been, say, 32 FXXs in total, mm-hmm. 44 599 XXs, and again about I think it's about 40 FXXKs. Um, that's 116 cars in total. It's probably been. It means there's fewer owners than that because I suspect a load of them own more than one. So you've got such a small pool of owners, and there must be people banging down Ferrari's doors saying, "Come yeah. on, I want to be part of the XX gang." Yeah. So they've got a really good desirability and everything built up in those cars. And judging by how many of them are still driven regularly, even though even the FXXK Evo is now six seven years old it's you thinking wow they've they people still really enjoy driving these cars yeah have you ever driven one no no, no i assume I you asked while you're there yeah absolutely <laughs> where'd you keep the keys <laughs> well i have driven an xx obviously i've driven the new xx oh here we go yeah right yeah. so so let's let's just tee this up a little bit because mm. we we talked about that um the sort of genesis of the xx family mm. the fact that there's this um you can now buy a Le Mans car, which they're sort of talking about as a kind of customer mm. racing program, but it doesn't have XX branding on it. But there no. is a new car that does mm. have an XX badge on it. There is. So, the what SF90 is it? A, a track XX. only. Tra- oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where it all gets a little bit sticky. So, yeah, up until now, XXs have just been track cars. They've 
they've been built in super limited numbers, sold very exclusively for extremely high amounts of money. And now what they've done is undo all of that and build a road legal version of a faster SF90 okay. called the SF90XX, yeah. which is barely any more powerful than mm-hmm. a regular SF90. It's only got 10 horsepower more or something. It's not a lot lighter. Um, no, it's 30 horsepower more, 10 kilos lighter than a regular SF90 with mm-hmm. the Assetto Free Arano pack. So there's not a bigger, it's not a huge transformational difference. In terms of engineering, they've actually done quite a lot of work to the aerodynamics, to how it all works. I think the engineering, they've done a good, really good job on. But it's more of the marketing side of it. Mm. What is this car trying to be? What's it trying to do? What does it mean for the XX branding? And there, I think it gets a lot so washier why, on where it, where it's what they want to do with it. So why not just call it the SF90 Speciale? Exactly, or, or Super Leggera or, or something. Whatever. Yeah, whatever know, come come up with a curly wanna, name yeah, yeah. that suggests this is the harder, faster, more expensive one. Because I don't think it would have been enough. Mm. So I think, well, this is us reading between the lines again, I don't think the SF90 is selling that well. And so they really needed a big brand name to put behind the faster, lighter one and justify a very significant price increase because they've shoved a rear, rear wing on the back of it. So the price has gone up from, well, it's just under 400000 I think, for a regular SF90 to 670000 or so, I think, for the SF90. Sorry, I was just... I, I was going to make a noise there, but um, I, I didn't know which one to make. Uh, I think, yeah, that would do, wouldn't it? And then I think if you have the, they do it, and they do it as a spider as well, so you mm. can have a convertible. Oh, even less out, yeah. XXy. Even less XXy and less sexy. <laughs> than, so um, and that is then 740,000 or so. So there's, there's, they are huge amounts of money for a car that is. A bit moved on from a regular SF90, mm. but not a lot. I mean, it does look quite mad. It you does, know? and yeah, that, that it looks will hold better. currency in, in it does in, 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 with sort and of supercar and hypercar. The, the, one, the major problem the SF90 had was it had no luggage space. Yeah. So double down on that, make it more track focused, yeah. and the, you don't you don't really need the the luggage space anyway. Is I thought the you were going to say <laughs> the major problem it had was luggage space, but for the XX version, it's got a <laughs> lovely big <laughs> leather lined boot, <laughs> yeah, which is just even more confusing. Yeah. Um, so, no, it, it's interesting. Right, it makes sense. You're not selling enough of the standard car and make a mm. big splash, really get the, you know, get the eye of your sort of loyal, your black book of kind of loyal mm. um, Ferrari customers who, who also buy all the special stuff. Mm. So use the XX brand. But it's but they haven't just done that blindly. They haven't just dropped it on that car without thinking about what the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years of XX or whether they, this is their big fat full stop yeah, on it. I think it's more likely to be that. Because if you look at the, the build numbers, so they've gone, right, up to now we have built 116 XX cars. They are building 1,398 of the SF90XX mm. alone, 700, 800 of them, uh, hard tops, the rest convertibles. It's, it's a big step. And I just, I don't think there's no way back for XX from this. I think they'll look at it as, right... 2005 to 2023 that is the that was when xx worked mm-hmm. and i think because they you know the they were already it was already sort of late to have a new 
full house XX coming along because you know if you look at the that sort of timeline of it from FXX through to 599 XX 2005 2010 2014 for FXXK you had quite a nice timeline yeah. there the, F, the last one came along in 2017 the FXXK mm. Evo it's been a bit of dead space then yeah. until now that's six years so you sort of need something now and they haven't got they could have a done, new they could have done 812 that, couldn't to, they a, a, yeah. you know an 812 XX that, that might have made sense but then, but then the looking, TDF you've already got the TDF got which the, is sort the, of for the F12 TDF and the 812 Competizione yeah, so you've got to move those on another level haven't mm. you um, and they probably looked at it and went, mm, the SF, those, those are all selling pretty well. The SF90, maybe not. Yeah. Because I think in that, and that, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what is, what's caused that with the SF90. And I, I keep coming to the back to the fact that it doesn't have a V12 in it. Yeah. It might have a thousand horsepower and a twin turbo V8. But I think you now look at the Lamborghini Revuelto, where they have managed to go hybrid and keep the V12 alive. And you sort of think, God, that Ferrari makes them, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Trick. <laughs> trick. Or you go V6 yeah. in the t- in the 296, which kind of... Hmm. It, well, it's a fantastic car. It's a great little hmm. engine, but you kind of sidestepped it because because you went to something much smaller and fizzier and hmm. lighter and, and a kind of just a different yeah, character yeah. altogether hmm. to a V12. And it's, the, it's that engine... Or the but and the that it's not so much the hybrid system, I don't think, but it's that engine that underpins the 499p modificator, yeah, of course. So that then the next stage. So I think Ferrari will now park XX, concentrate on the 499p modificator as this sort of partner program to the F1 course cliente. Mm. So yeah, you can you can have your F1 car and go and drive that, and look, you can have a Le Mans, a proven Le Mans winner. And go and have a pop around the circuit in that as well. But you probably won't do 24 hours in it, I doubt. Yeah. You'll do, a, do a little bit, 24 minutes. And it's a busy, no. uh, it's, a, it's an interesting year for Ferrari. There's a lot of, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I genuinely don't know exactly mm. what they got coming this year. The rumours swirling are 812 successor mm-hmm. um, will keep the V12 potentially hybridized yeah. that mm. sounds good mm. you know just what you're talking about i'm, I'm keep, sure they'll keep the v12 alive keep the v12 under sure there. They will. and then it's um uh, and then it's what happens next so rumors are we've 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 seen prototypes that look a bit like a 499p with a big wing is that there is that their uh, uh la ferrari successor that we've been waiting for the timing is right for the next it stage is. in the sort yeah, of hypercar yeah. dynasty if you like um but will that be the pure electric car, because they've gone on record saying we will do an all-electric Ferrari. I can't yeah. remember whether it's 24 or 2025 that they said they would do that. But yeah. we're in the zone. Mm. We're in the zone right yeah, now yeah. for the first pure electric Ferrari. So there's some there's some big moves about yeah. to happen <laughs> at Maranello. Are. Yeah, there are. It's fascinating, isn't it? It is. Watching it how is. it all plays out. Yeah. And but I, and with all that going on, I think... XX would have been a distraction elsewhere. And it's probably that they've now parked it as a brand, I think, yeah. which is a shame because I think it was, a, as, you, as we said earlier on, the XX was the first to really dial down into the fact that people wanted more than a road car, they did, but they didn't want to race it. They wanted to go and do these super exclusive track events. And we all sort of sneered a bit at mm. it initially and went, so yeah, but who's going to buy that? You can only drive on a track. Yeah, exactly. And now we've seen everyone else from oh. McLaren GTRs to Aston Vulcans and Valkyries and everything yeah, yeah. piling in. Yeah, GMA T50S, yeah, yeah. Louder, you know, it's sort of a, it's mm. a totally proven formula. You develop it is. a car. It's also, it's also, 
it allows a lot of them those the smaller companies we saw when sort of gumper morphed into morphed into apollo intensive mozioni and things mm. it's a much easier car to build if you don't have to build, build oh, a car yeah. to road regs it's much easier to get it get it through <laughs> then you've got to find a track that will allow you to run the noise limits yeah for which these is cars, increasingly which is getting increasingly it? difficult so there so they exist in a weird little spot and there's very few of them that's it, the thing to remember it, it raises another interesting point for me though about like the whole naming convention of cars, that mm. we as car people get unreasonably upset about badges and naming. And, you know, you think about Ford and how they've sort of, you know, spent the the, the Puma badge and rumours are there's going to be a new Capri coming mm. up. And they, you know, they, they've basically gone, old Mustang on the Mackie, yeah. of course. <laughs> you know, and we all get very upset about it to begin with and sort mm. of go, this is ridiculous. You know, you've you spent all that kind of heritage that you that you built up and then just stuck it on an SUV. Mm. And we get it. It's because yeah. it makes an essentially quite drab copy paste car mm. more exciting. Mm. And it's and it's your badge to do with what you will, so go for it. But mm. and then it we tend to sort of like ease off as as time goes on you go well the Puma's a decent little S, um compact mm. SUV actually, so why do we care? Yeah. Is this going to be another one of those cases where they drift off, the XX brand is put to bed, they'll mm. still do track-only hardcore versions of their cars going forward and we'll mm. just sort of, you know, forget that XX was ever a thing. You know, yeah. do we get too upset too quickly mm. or is that our job? <laughs> That's literally <laughs> our job to keep these traditions yeah. alive. Um, Hold yeah, them to I, account. Yeah, it is. I, I think. I'd be surprised if they could... Maybe I'm being a bit purist about it, but I'd be surprised if they still thought XX had the kudos that it did have. Now they've done the SF90 XX. Yeah, I don't think it's it's for all the for those eighty or ninety people that own the XX cars. Telling them that you're doing an SF90 XX, well, unless you give them a free one, they're going to be going. Well, it's just <laughs> that's not part of the club, really. Yeah. And it's not. It's not eligible for the same events. It's not eligible for for them to go to go and be part of the club yeah so i i think it's probably a line in the sand where they've probably gone right that's the end of it we'll move on which is a shame because it is a very you i you get skeptical because i always say you can see ferrari as quite aloof and arrogant a lot of the time but you go there and you see the cars and you just look at them as really cool bits of engineering Mm. and stuff and you i mean the enzo i came out of there wanting an fxx so badly so badly (laughs) because it's just like this brutalist bit of engineering architecture and they were a bit funny because they these cars were privately owned we're allowed to shoot the exteriors they're a bit funny on us shooting the interiors and the engines they had to clear it with the individual owners but all the same what you we could see when we poked around underneath it you could see these cars had been used and they were they had dust and stuff in them and they were um, which doesn't make them sound like they've been used, does it? They've filled with dust. <laughs> no, no, but that, that sort of engine bay clag and yeah, dirt yeah, yeah. in them. And it was, it, they just looked like they, these are cars that have lived a life. They've done stuff. They now, they might live in this building, but they're still getting out there and being used and being enjoyed. Yeah. And yeah, all of them, I think, especially that, that FXXK, I, I think if someone said, You've, you have one, it would probably be an FXX, I think. But that FXXK I, is the most sensational piece of wasp-wasted yeah. aggression that I've, I, that I've seen, I think. It's really cool bit of design. I think I'll take a 599 
XXX yeah, info yeah. and use it <laughs> regularly yes, yeah. as it's supposed to be done. Now, there's yeah. one thing we haven't talked about, which is the SF9, how it drives. Mm. We've been really interesting mm. focusing on the kind of the way that these the XX brand was marketed, how it's now being marketed, how mm. this, why this car exists, why they've named it the certain way they have. What's it like to drive? You drove it around Fiorano, right? It's yeah. I mean, it is the the thing is the what is true about the standard SF90 of what its dominant feature is is still true about the XX. It's the way it gets out of slow corners, just the amount of torque, the traction, its ability to manage the traction between all four wheels, and just rocket ship out of corners is so second, third, fourth, fifth. You just you just consume gears so quickly. Um, I was quite surprised how soft it was around Fioran because it might be their first ever road legal XX, but they didn't allow us to drive it on the road. So that was a bit, I was like, right, okay, well, that's not brilliant. But it's like they could have gone could have tightened it up. Even yeah, further. but I, it, feel, it felt that you, there was some definitely some detectable body roll in it, a little bit of movement that I wasn't expecting. It felt more compliant than I expected, more compliant than most other of those sort of track focused road cars do i thought so certainly softer than the gt3 rs i'd have mm-hmm. thought but it it's difficult to say without having driven them back to back and on road and stuff but i did think it was a very well engineered and developed car it was just that question of whether it's what ferrari should be doing <laughs> whether it should have that xx badge on the back or not um but i didn't love it i didn't love it i came you know i looked at it in the in the show and it looks a bit i mean it looks really cool in isolation but you mm. see it alongside the genuine xx cars and it looks a bit pedestrian almost yeah, yeah. it's not you know it hasn't got a particularly stripped out interior you've still got nose lift and a big stereo and all the sort of accoutrements of it so you've got it's designed to be a road car first and foremost yeah. and it's although it's quick it's the quickest ever road car around fiorano unsurprisingly it did a 1 minute 17.3 but that's still three tenths slower than an original fxx was 15 18 years ago oh that's interesting and i, I know look, the oh, xx the cars obviously wear slicks and 599 stuff, xx fact fans 116 the evo mm. did a 115 yeah um and then fxxk that's going to be was 114.5 that's right and a 114 dead for the fxxk evo <laughs> Dread to think what the women four nine nine P is the new do. magazine in front of me. <laughs> the specs for the four nine nine P modificata. Uh, so it, it hasn't been figured this car clearly, <laughs> and it hasn't set a Fiorano lap time. Um, uh, of course, the Le Mans car will have, but this mm. is the the modified customer version of it. Performance lots, downforce <laughs> also lots. Weight depends on the owner. Fiorano lap time brisk. There you go. There we go. That's as much detail as we've got. Yeah, that, it does have 858 horsepower. <laughs> yes, we can tell you that. We but the rest of that. it's all a bit up in the air at the moment. Wow. But this is Ferrari. This is what for we love about Ferrari in a way is they, although we might think they're arrogant and aloof, they're also their sense of being able to build this specialness and this sort of sense of mystique into the cars is it does get. It, does get us going doesn't it yeah you can say it's really interesting with ferrari you can stand back and you can you can pick apart cynical marketing and sort of but but they just do keep delivering on the engineering and and Mm. you do feel the fact that racing is at the heart of the company not in everything they do but there's just a there's a commitment to making their cars 
good to drive, mm. which is, um, you know, yeah. it's, it's sensational. Well, anyway, yeah, I think, yeah. look, pick up a copy of the magazine. There's going to be videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to this podcast, of course, and enjoy Mark Ricchioni's beautiful pictures of, of these mm. XX cars and this sort of rare opportunity to see behind the curtain of this, this super, unless you've got, you know, billions of pounds, mm. this, this might be your only opportunity. <laughs> and I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like we've, we've chosen the right moment to tell this XX story mm. because as you've probably gathered from our chat here today, who knows what's going to happen next? Um, so we may have like yeah. timed it to perfection. This is it. There is no more XX. Ollie's story will live on in history as the sort of defini- the definitive story. Who knows? Or they'll just bring out another one next week. And we'll exactly. Be like, oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget to subscribe, to leave us a review, to leave us a star rating. But also check out what is in the rest of the feed because as well as interviews, we've got our monthly uh, behind the curtain look into the issues that we make. And also there's some new audio tidbits coming. So like Jack says, subscribe. Subscribe.